Welcome to Seat Time, where we drink beer and talk about all the happenings with motorcycles. All right, guys, welcome to Seat Time. Brian Pierce here. This is pretty much going to be episode 59. Obviously, things have changed a little bit. I'm in a little tiny window down in the bottom. We've got Jared Bolt on. He's a huge, big old window right here in the front. Thumbs and up for you guys. That's the way we're going to work this. We wanted to talk to somebody that we knew we were going to have a good time with. We haven't been able to do an episode in a long time just because of the fact that I suck at finding a guest who's actually going to show up. But, uh, you know, it's Texas. Nobody likes it here. So, use the internet. Call on Jared Bolton. Obviously, we've got some junk to figure out with the way the video is going to work out. But right now, Bolton looks absolutely phenomenal back there in your room, I take yeah, it, right? Just yeah. hanging out? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, doing absolutely nothing. It's good. Is that where you take all the chicks? Yeah, let me tell you, so many of them, all, you know, all of Zero. You show them all your uh, GNTC medals? Yeah, these are these are really cool. Put those right there. <laughs> uh -huh. Those that's, look good. That's all you're working with? That's it, right? Yeah, well, that, that. I always like to show this one off, too, back in the day. Oh, that's a good, wow. There you go. Yeah. Award of media excellence. Yeah, that's the only one that actually means anything to me. And that's why it went to pot. Yep, exactly. I'm absolutely kidding. Hey, man, I have no idea what happened with that stuff. I'm sure we'll figure out one day when uh, wills are written and obituaries are found. It's Rob's fault. Yep, I blame the bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy white man doesn't know what to do. Yeah. He's running a business. Exactly. Because it's, you know, Obama says that none of us run our own business or whatever. Right, I, I guess so. It's, I don't know. it's political. I don't, I don't know anything about political stuff. That's okay. You're, you're a ginger. We wouldn't expect you to. Yeah. But, yeah, they're like, you, you don't deserve voters' rights. Oh, no, come on. You're soulless. You, you can still vote. I mean, that just means you're going to make a bad yeah. decision. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, um, okay, so you are very big in the off-road community. Obviously, that, that, that award you got in 2010 from the GNCC guys from Racial Productions for Off-Road Junkies, that actually does mean a lot. You've been doing a lot of stuff with the GNCC, from what I understand, your whole life racing it, growing up in it. So just give us a little bit of your background, just so there's something to base your shenanigans off of yeah i kind of started out as a racer didn't really get to do i never like actually put together a whole season of the gnccs but you know do did a little bit of everything from gnccs national enduros just about every local series in the southeast at least once and then in 2010 we kind of started the off-road junkies website and i just kind of transitioned to the point where i realized hey I kind of suck at racing, and I should do this stuff instead. I'm way funnier looking than I am being fast on a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. So I ended up doing Racer TV, started with that, and just kind of progressed from there. So today, doing that and do all the ATV nationals for Racer TV and uh, do track crew stuff with the GNCCs and occasionally go and just kind of hang out at a motocross national and be pretty cool. Yeah, you know, try to meet chicks. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too good at that there. No, you, you just got to come down to Texas. Rob's in Texas, and he didn't even like come say hi to me. Jerk. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, he missed my race this weekend too. Like, Whatever. come on, man. See what happens when you have friends. They just leave you for somebody else. Yeah, for real. That could have been one more person to like add a gate fee and an entry to that race, and he decided to go to Texas instead. Everybody charges their friends at the gate, right? Yeah, exactly. I would he would have paid the seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Double up on that guy. He's he's shady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I hate to say it, but one person that's kind of shady that totally uh like just left me hanging twice is Mike Brown. Very unfortunate. 
Brownie, oh. who's like 40-something years old, is respectable, got tons of kids. You know, it's like I was supposed to – I talked to him, going to interview him last week after he won his, you know, the second TKO, the Texas knockout, and uh, didn't ever get back in touch with me, and now I can't reach him on the phone. So I don't know what I did to piss anybody off, but apparently I am not respectable enough for the man. You know what else? All right, he knows. Wow. He knows. So I just I, actually, like, he's one of the – He's one of the few off-road guys that I don't like really know personally, but he seems pretty cool from the few times I've talked to him. Yeah, I don't I know. Have a feeling he's like just a really personable dude. I mean, like he's very personable, uh, but at the same time, very personal. Like he's got his racing yeah. life and he's got his personal life. You know, he's got kids that are, you know, susceptible to a lot of things at this point in their life, and so that maybe there's just a really good definition there. It's, you know, maybe I'll be that one day when I have kids and stop passing out in their bedroom. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Doubt it. Okay, but he did really good. He won the TKO for the second time. Um, then we had Cody Webb in second and Russell Bobbitt in third. I was actually – Cody Webb, that's no surprise, the fact that he was up there fighting with Brownie. That's awesome. Russell Bobbitt was actually a surprise to me. Um, maybe it's just because of the fact that he – it's not that I don't think he's a technical rider. I just never really seen him compete in anything, you know, any of the hard Enduros like this. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's he was kind of like a sleeper there. I wouldn't have really picked him to be third. I mean, I figured he would have done all right, but not not podium. That's pretty impressive, you know, considering a guy that you think of just as a national enduro guy, not as a uh, extreme guy. So that's well, pretty cool. Well, you know, he's, a, he's at least a he's a top five GNCC guy too. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So he's yeah. been there. He's been there. He's been around. So yeah. one of the guys that's always been around is Kirk Caselli. Do you like Kirk Caselli? Is he, is he a fan? Who doesn't like Kurt Casella? Like, isn't that like every dude's man crush? I mean, come on. <laughs> bromance, man. That's what it is. Everybody yeah. should have a bromance with Kurt Casella. You get his phone number yeah. like I did and just text him all the time, send him weird pictures. I mean, it's a pretty good yeah. time. He hates me. Batwing. Yeah. I send him a batwing every now and then. The <laughs> brain. The goat. <laughs> the Got goat. Him. So, yeah. he comes back from injury, you know, when he hurt his shoulder at the Hare and Hound a couple of months ago and then totally dominates and wins, getting ready for Germany, ready for the ISDE. He's been doing some outdoor nationals in the motocross stuff. I mean, I think Kirk Caselli is just pretty much one of the best, like, dirt bike riders right now. I mean, I think he's going to be set up to be like a oh, yeah. brownie, you know, when he's in his 40s, just still dominating, kicking ass and being awesome. What do you think? Yeah, that's for sure. Like, it, it pays off to be, you know, one of those all-around guys like that, and he's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, so it was in the, the round eight of the Heron Hound was in Panaka, Panaka, Nevada, something like that. Apparently that's David Pearson's hometown because there was like five of those brothers or sisters or family members racing this past weekend. So that's pretty impressive. He got third, David Pearson, even though he's a local boy, you think he would have known it better. A lot of the dust was keeping him from getting into Jacob Augbright, Augbright, Augbright. You know, he's got a last name. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think Kurt Caselli got first, so I'm excited to see that. Jacob Augerbright also was coming back from injury, so this was his first one back um, from one of the super early rounds in Heron Hound. So, I mean, maybe you should just – people should get injured these days and just come back because apparently they're doing awesome. Yeah. Yeah, or just, like, not ride and then ride again because apparently that worked for me. No, I tried that, and I rode this weekend on Saturday, and everything still hurts. So. Oh, guess you have to be special. <laughs> Yeah, special. Mm, that's what we'll call it. That is, that is what we'll oh, call my it. mommy says I'm special. So. I'm pretty sure your mom tells you a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is that, a, is that Tedesco in the back? What does that nine say? I can't read it. Or is that Shane Watts? That's that's actually that is Shane Watts. 
All this, I'm like trying yeah. to phonetically put the letters together in like the haze of a bad Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> what is that? Bad Wi-Fi and the glow from the TV with Tosh.0 on. Yeah. Hey, you got to get your rocks off somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a good time. So you got your FMF hat on. Have you ever uh, talked to John, uh, Donnie Emler Jr. online? Uh, you know, I, I don't recall if I have or not. I probably have. I just don't really remember. Yeah, I mean, you know. But they're like usually pre- they're, they're good to me. They're good to me on Instagram, so that's cool. Yes. Yeah, they reposted my my Maria Forsberg number one plate picture, so they're cool. Yeah. They're the ones that gave us the tickets to Freestone, uh, and we had a ton of fun on their dimes, and we really appreciated that. So yeah. it's cool for them to send us there. Lake Elsinore, speaking of the Nationals and stuff like that, that was Freestone we were talking about. But Lake Elsinore just happened this past weekend. So Ryan Dungey wrapped up at Unadilla, where you're going to be at this weekend for the GNCCs, where he wrapped up his 450 title championship for not only himself as a 450 class, uh, but for KTM. That's their first one. Um, I... Don't think it's going to be their last, but at the same time, I don't think that th- I know why they've been really pushing for it because a lot of people think that they're just not they're not a serious competitor um, in the fact that there's Japanese bikes have been you know dominating for so long. You think that one? I hate to say it like this, and not to take anything away from that title, but do you think that one 450 championship plate is going to you know start to change people's minds, or is it really going to need to be some consistency and years and years in the making? It'll probably take a while. You know, people are pretty hard-headed, especially people like on the moto forums yeah. that have that opinion that KTM's are just trash. But uh, you know, I, th- it, I think eventually people are going to come around and realize that you know, there's no such thing as a bad bike. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think James Stewart thought he found a couple bad bikes in there. Well, yeah. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take the high road. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So if Udadilla though, Dungey had been like ten straight wins, and then after he got the, ch- the the title, you know, he gets four more straight wins. So he just dominates. You know, everybody was poking their head in every now and again, but I mean, that was it was fairly grand to see how well he did. But again, everybody until I guess somebody says there's he's got some competition, they're always going to question. You know. I just I don't think you can take it that, that people shouldn't take it away from him. I mean, he was out there. He's the one that raced. He's the one that stayed consistent. He's the one who stayed healthy, and he's the one who won the damn championship, right? Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the Unadilla National, like that was just a that was a huge weekend for KTM too. Like between him and then both Muscan and Roxon were both just killing it. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty good for them. Uh, I'm, I'm and those guys were stoked. Have you have those you KTM guys were stoked? Oh, uh, all the crew and everything. On the moto side, not so much. Yeah. Uh, they they all seem all right. You know, kind of pass them at some of the races. They seem pretty cool. But... Right. I've been trying to get in touch with Roxon since I'm going to Germany to see if he's going to be in his hometown. Uh, but that'd be pretty awesome. You know, he doesn't respond to us on Twitter, or at least me anyway. Yeah. Did you uh, help me out with your media stat- status? I I don't think he knows I exist. Like like a lot of the moto guys. Everybody knows you exist. Hair like that, you just can't let that go down. Yeah, for real. I know. I like it. Um. So, did you? What were you thinking about the 250 championship? I mean, it was pretty. It was kind of going down to the very end there at Elsinore. So, did you have a favorite who you wanted to see? Yeah. Well, I I, I kind of figured Baggett was going to take it the whole time. Yeah. And you know, just to mention, I I did hold that number one plate. We we brought it to Unadilla, so. 
you know, I think maybe maybe that kind of rubbed off on him a little bit because since I was kind of picking him for the win. Plate? Yeah, just a little bit. All right. I did, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That was for you, Dale. Teat bag. <laughs> yeah. I put it all up in the no-no parts. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, buddy. Yeah, I know. I'm just hoping that Bagot didn't get excited and licked it because now he knows what he's going to be getting all up in on. Yeah, you know, that's the same thing Rob Mitchell said. Yeah, that's a good thing we all think alike. Yeah, it's just a little, just a little creepy, but that's a good thing. Ah, creepy is always fun. I was kind of disappointed yeah. that Tomac didn't take it. I think that I, I don't know if Tomac's a little bit more personable to me, or if I like just because I have a bromance with his father, that I might have wanted Tomac to come yeah. in in there and like totally just snake it, or you know. But the competition was there. It was great racing. Tomac pushed hard until he almost couldn't push anymore, and then you know, Baggett got that. Did you just fart? I'm not that cool. Was that me? It might have been. Yes. It happens. Who knows? But I was excited to see that man. Barsha was doing really good. The Tomac, uh, the the Geico boys looked really good in that alias gear. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Will Hahn was saying that that's actually like the guy who used to own No Fear. Do you know anything about that? That's I, I heard something like that, but I've never quite figured it out. But I know it's it's somebody that used to run something else for sure. <laughs> So that's probably right. So is that like you know and you can't tell me, or is that like you know that it's someone you just don't know? Yeah, I know, I just don't know. That's what it is. I've heard it, but I don't remember. <laughs> I've got a pretty good bank up here, but that's like one of those things that's kind of gotten forced out. <laughs> I don't know, I want to know how much you force out of your bank, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe I do. A lot. Yeah. That's all that stuff on the walls. That's there. That's stuck up there for good, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's been there for probably a good seven years. At least since you were 12 or 13. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sticking it on the wall. It's pretty old. Yeah. Uh, did you get to see anything about the lead belt National Enduro this past weekend? Uh, I saw the, like, the probably top five results, and that's about all I've been able to get to so far. I've been busy with my stuff. Well, let's but talk about it your stuff. Like it was... I want to know more about your stuff. Tell me more about your stuff. Oh, yeah, this weekend, um, we have a race. Actually, my friend's parents are the promoters, but uh, it's a race. At, it's actually a Salvation Army camp, summer camp, where we have the race at. And it's a local North Carolina hair scramble race. And uh, basically, I help them kind of piece the track together. And this year, I helped them put together the Enduro Cross, and I laid out the grass track and all that good stuff and marked the whole track and kind of acted as the go-between between the series and the properties uh, it's pretty good just spent the whole day sweep riding and fixing stuff good times being a, being an awesome race promoter or at least trail crew yeah yeah it was awesome well, who, I, uh, I did well, are there anybody that competes in that series that uh, you know try to hit some of the, the more national stuff or is this like a very local kind of series it's like as far as regular guys it's pretty local but chris bach comes out to some of them and charlie mullins came to the last one Chris Bach actually won the one this weekend, so it's pretty good. To Chris Bach, what bike was yeah. he on? He was on the Yamaha. He was on the yeah. Yamaha. Yep. Any any other sponsors or things that might have changed that you would have seen this weekend? Yeah, it looked pretty pretty normal to me. All right, so you lying? No, I'm dead serious. He was good. <laughs> oh man, almost. I could see it. We almost got it out of you. Yeah. Not. Yeah, nothing good going on right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty slow. 
But you did mention Charlie Mullins. We did mention a little bit about the National Enduro, and he won. Um, yeah, he, he, he when he you were saying that he went to the NCHSA. Yeah. All right. The the not this weekend, but the prior one. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like he was kind of coming back to racing because I think that was one of his first race backs after his injury, where he did really really well. Um, and obviously he did really really well this past weekend because he got the win. Um, yeah. And he and he won four out of six tests, I believe. So that's a pretty yeah. dominating. That's pretty good. So for yeah. somebody else to come back from injury and do that well. Um, Wow. So, do you know what bike he's riding? Is he on the 2000? He's on the 2012. I saw that because of the shrouds. But yeah. Is it the 450 XC yeah. kind of? Yeah, he's riding the 450. Because he was riding a dungy bike, and that was the one he was having a lot of problems on, huh? Yeah, that was the one where he ripped the uh, oil cap off with his boot. That's pretty crazy, but... I mean, yeah. when you're a badass, you're a badass. Yeah, exactly. I was there. I saw that bike coming through the woods smoking. It was pretty cool. Like, did you do that with your teeth? That's amazing. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's so cool. Why would you be I thought he was, fighting? I thought he was riding a two-stroke that was just mixed way too rich. <laughs> was that 100 to 1? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah, something like that. Just a really bad ratio. That's what all the cool kids do. But we talked a little yeah. bit about Russell Bobbitt. He got second this past weekend. So, yeah. you know, that's our you – know, Bobbitt was first last year in the National Enduro Series, and Mullins was second. They were both kind of fighting it out there at the end. They're both still up there. And then we got uh, Stuart Baylor Jr. coming in third, but he had a nice little wreck, and lo and behold, he's actually just pulled out of being on the junior team for the ISDE. So, yeah, because of that. I mean, that's pretty recent. Yeah, that's, that's like, like really recent. That's like, yes, that's two, 30 Two hours ago. ago. Yeah, <laughs> so that's like super recent. So that sucks, man. I was really looking forward to seeing what he could do on an international level. I mean, he's technically yeah. still a privateer. I mean, I'm pretty sure yeah. that he gets a lot of help from KTM, but... He's he gets a lot of help from a lot of people. It's pretty cool. That's a like that's a pretty pretty much a family effort there. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's I guess you'd say two years ago, in 2010, when Charlie Mullins won the National Enduro title, that was kind of the same thing for him, right? I mean, similar. Yeah. It was kind of like well, in his case, I don't know if it was a last ditch effort, but he'd kind of been bouncing around on a couple teams and just trying to you know put together something solid, and he did. And now look at him. So yeah. Maybe, maybe never know. The same for Stuart Baylor. Never know where you might end up. So, the Baylors are awesome people too. Uh, yeah, I got to talk with him a couple of times. I did a seat time interview interview with him. I don't know, handful of, handful of months ago, and then I got to talk to his brother a little bit at Kenya National Enduro, in National Enduro, and they were yeah, they were really great. I haven't had a chance to talk to his dad, but I'd imagine his dad's a pretty cool dude too. Yeah, his dad's cool. His mom's cool too. Yeah, she hot. I haven't talked to his sister much, but she's pretty cool too. She hot. Uh, she's like 16. So. <laughs> Not making those judgments. Yeah, this is just the internet here, folks. Keep yeah. it clean. One yeah. thing that was good is that there was a KTM sweep at the National Enduro. So, KTMs, all these people think they suck. Yeah, well, they don't. Obviously not, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just keep picking good riders for shitty bikes. Who knows? I seriously doubt it. I ride my I, KTM. I don't think so. Yeah. Because, like, I'm pretty sure it's the other way around for me, just, like, a really shitty rider on a good bike, so. And it just works out. You're like, I don't finish, but that's my yeah. fault, not the bikes. Yeah, I was sweep riding this weekend and going way too fast. <laughs> pretty sure pretty sure I was the only sweep rider that went through the Enduro Cross course. <laughs> and you're like, go, 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 gadget, KTM, Enduro Cross button, and it was like. Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. Yeah. I was going through it too good, so I tried to give the spectators a little something, you know, a little excitement. 
and I come over the tires and jumped them at an angle and went into the fence just a little bit. You didn't just really over it? Step back. No, I didn't go over it. I just like left side foot peg tore out a bunch of the orange fencing. So it's You're cool. like, I'm track crew. I can fix this. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. It was the last race of the day anyway. It didn't matter. <laughs> it's coming down, baby. It's coming down. And that was, it was totally intentional too. Definitely intentional. I meant to do that. I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention a little bit of local stuff that went down. I said I actually got to ride this past weekend on the new 2013 uh, 300XC. That bike is smoking awesome. It's the first time I've been able to ride it since uh, I got the bike and was able to do the seat time photo shoot and all this stuff just because everybody else had been riding the bike except me. So I finally got to ride it, and holy crap, that bike is something serious. Very powerful. Scared the crap out of me. Uh, But since it's an XC... In 2012, they started putting the linkage on those bikes. And I had never ridden a KTM with a linkage before. And I had to come ask multiple people that have now, you know, had a chance to kind of ride those bikes why it felt so choppery. And it felt like I was riding a couch. And they said that, excuse me, that with the the non-PDS bikes, that they kind of sit a little bit more choppy and that they kind of tend to have that feeling. And you either have to run your sag just a little bit tight. Some people have talked about... uh, uh, running like a stiffer spring and stuff like that. But I just brought the forks up a little bit to kind of bring in that head angle, and it worked a little bit better. But yeah. great bike, good to ride. The races that went on at the TCCRA race, good to see our local boy Caleb Ramsey, who was actually the rider in the seat time photo shoot, did really, really well, came away with the first place. It was super dusty, so I would imagine that the start was the way to go. Um, at Brian's Story's property, when it's dry and it's dusty, it's just, you know, it's really hard-packed, shit and it can get nasty but they have really tight stuff too so it's kind of like once you get out front and if you can get the dust behind you in the trees sail on through and then cameron, cameron ishmael in second and cody beck in third so i gotta send shout outs to all my local boys you know some boys so what's coming up for you man uh i'm actually heading to unadilla in the morning in the morning how far is it in the morning. it's 11 hours that sounds ridiculous yeah, that that's that's one of the further ones for me. Like, <clears throat> that's eleven hours. Florida is like a ten or eleven. Indiana, both of those are like ten. And I went to uh, Illinois for an ATV motocross, and that was like fourteen hours back home, which was tough. Still, but still half of what I drove to Boise, Idaho. Yeah, that's, that's probably a pretty good one. Yeah, that was fucking ridiculous. It's gonna Looks be, like it's awesome. It's going to be quite a few years till I do that again. <laughs> yeah, I bet so. Oh, one thing that I wanted to point out was that uh, I was looking at the results and I didn't see it. And I, I'm sorry, but I have to say something. Matt Crouch DNF'd. There's not. Oh no! No, he did not. Yeah, he did. Ooh. Yeah. So there were no results. Some... There were no lap results, and so Matt, dude, what is going on? Finish a race. Come on. Yeah. Please. All right, uh, so coming up, you're going to be at Unadilla this weekend. we got GNCC starting back up after the big old break. Charlie Mullins coming off of two wins recently. We've got uh, Russell Bobbitt coming off of some very good podiums. We've got uh, Paul Wibley who tried really hard. I mean, but he's obviously got the points lead. He's doing really, really good. That's like XC1. Those are from three guys that have a chance to do really, really well. There's all kinds of stuff in the XC2 class going down. Who knows with Stuart Baylor Jr. and his injury, but he's probably going to be out there racing because he wants to win again. Come on, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? 
you know how many times I've been asked that recently? Like, who's going to win Unitilla? That's not what I said. You I know, said, what do you think? Oh, I, I know. I'm just, what yeah. Think yeah. Whoa. I, Whoa. It's such so, a tough call. I don't know. It's a tough call, though. Like, seriously, all of those guys are like, you know, Charlie Charlie won Unitilla last year, but Caleb Russell was second, and I think he led a good portion of the race. Right. And Wibley was third, and Wibley's won it before. Caleb's won it in the XC2 class before. Like, it's pretty stacked, so you just, it's it's hard to pick a clear clear guy, you know, all of those guys are going to be running up front for sure. And then, of course, XC2, you got Stuart Baylor, who, of course, has been on fire all year, but you got Andrew DeLong, who has been really good lately, and you also, you also can't forget Jason Thomas, of course, and the one guy that everybody always leaves out, and I got to give him a shout out, is Jesse Robinson. Yeah. People forget about Jesse so much, but Jesse, yeah, he, he could be a guy to watch too. You never know. like it, man. Those are pretty good. So give me a breakdown of what you think about the track at Unidilla. Like, obviously, we all kind of know the motocross track, and, you know, we've all seen some Racer X stuff or Racer Productions video stuff, but what do you, what's your kind of take on the, the Unidilla GNCC track there? Does it favor uh, anybody more than other, or does it just, oh, is it just what happens? It's, you know, it's kind of one of those things – it's hard to pick one clear person. Oh, another guy I did leave out was uh, Nate Caney. Oh yes, Nate Caney. Even though he's kind of not, he's not really been up front too much this year. This is like one of his tracks that he always does pretty well at. So he's one guy to to check out. But uh, but as far as the track at Unadilla goes, if it's dry, you just you can't pick a clear winner. If it pours down rain, it's just going to be all about who can get through everything because that place is absolutely nasty when it rains. Is that the place where they wind up putting down all the crazy bridges and stuff, and everybody's out there trying to make like some kind of contraption for their riders to get through, like the super that power line? Yeah, power line park. They they oh. got that one mud hole. Yeah, they got that one mud hole, and they end up putting all sorts of logs and everything uh, in it. But that is oh, that's power line park. Is what that? Yeah. Okay. But it's in, on in the Ohio. Power yeah. Line? Oh, yeah, it's literally that mud hole is literally on the power line. Well, I got that part right. I just didn't remember that it was actually named. Yeah. Yeah. Idiot. Close enough. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. I know that it's it's good to get some some more off road racing in there, kind of see how things are playing out. You know, we've been having some other series kind of pick and choose at it, but I'm looking forward to see what's going down there. Another one that's going to be picking back up is Enduro Cross, which is going to be in Ontario. Lots of guys going up there for that. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a haul for some guys, but I think that we've got a lot of Enduro Cross regulars that are going to be there. We're fighting for it, and I think it's going to be some interesting stuff. I hope there's somebody uh, was a Bo Cotton and was out last year and was able to put together a really good video. So I'm just hoping that somebody else gets to make it out there media-wise and you know puts together some good footage for guys like us that wish we could go to those kind of events, yeah. but we can't make them all. So. Yeah, like the one that used to be in South Carolina that nobody kind of came to. One that, that might have been anywhere near the East Coast? Yeah. Because we don't get any of those anymore. Yeah, that was like three years ago. And then they had Indianapolis last year. And not many people came. I don't know. I guess it's just more of a West Coast thing. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I guess it's like they're trying to keep it that way just because I think you're right. When they go on the West Coast, they sell out. You know, there's a ton of amateur riders that try to make it into the night program, things like that. And they come out east, they just don't have stuff like that. I know in Oklahoma, uh, not obviously not this past year, but the year before that, they were close to maybe like three-quarters capacity with the people. But it was like, yeah. such a long event that, you know, it started at like 7 and like you weren't having the stuff until like 10.30. And half the people were gone by then. 
I mean, it was just, yeah, it's they, it was, it's intense racing, but they're just not. They need to just drop the gate, drop the gate, drop the gate. But yeah. you know, we're not running the series; we don't own it, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. What do I know about? I don't know anything about putting on races, anyway. So I've never yeah. done that. Yeah. yeah no. Okay, so one of the last things I want to talk about was the the uh, ISDE that's coming up in Germany, the International Six Day Enduro. A lot of people don't know about this event. It's becoming more and more prestigious, I think, now that the National Enduro Series is starting to pick up and people are starting to see that more and, and notice uh, a lot of the riders and who's doing it, the format um, that people are paying a little bit more attention to the international level. Um, this is essentially the Olympics of you know dirt bike racing on the off-road side. They really don't have a large international presence for you know many other off-road series except for the International Six Day Enduro. Um, Kurt Caselli did a fantastic job last year in the E2 class. He's going back, trying to do it again. He's got a lot of good guys on the team. Charlie Mullins is going to be one of them. Uh, junior trophy team, Jesse Grom. Seems like it's tasting Baylor's place. Lots of other good guys. Ugh, and I'm going to be over there. Um, unfortunately, not racing like I hope. I'm going to be over there with Jason Hooper being his little assistant, helping out where I can and you know, I don't mind being somebody's bitch. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've been his bitch before. It's easy. Yeah. It's not. The, it's not the worst time ever. Yeah, it's pretty fun. He's fun, so it's he good. He moves. It's fine. Yeah. He cares. Yeah, he, he does. He does care. So, uh, did you ever? Did you get to make it to the ISDE that was in Oklahoma? I mean, like we're talking like ninety four. Ninety three or ninety four. Like early, early, yeah. No, I would have been like three or four years old. So no. No, uh, if you had, that would have been very impressive. That, that would have been pretty cool, yeah. I was born there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> I was conceived and born at the ICE yeah. in Oklahoma. Yeah. Not only am I a brainchild, but I'm very special as well. Yeah, and it, it, it could come back to the USA. You never know. People talk about it every year, but... I think, I, I, it'd be great. I would love for it to come back to the United States. I, I get it, though, yeah. because if it comes back to the United States, then three countries get to not travel a, you know, very far when every other country then has to fly across both ponds, you know, like, to the United I mean, I, so logistically, sure, I get it. It just kind of sucks, you know. Yeah, like all other countries could feel our pain. For you know, yeah. transporting bikes and everything else. So what you're saying is, one out of every ten years, we should have it. Yeah, that'd be fair. I, I know, I know a place that could handle it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, gonna ruin it there because you, know, you never know if it could happen. Oh, oh, because yeah. Just like, just like, just, yeah. just the tip a little, you know, just yeah, just the tip. I like to play just the tip. How's that? How is that? Oh, maybe. Mm, uh, oh. oh. It's we'll not, save that for later. Yeah. Hi. Talk to me. Call me in an hour. Yeah. Tell me how you feel. All right. Well, Jared, bolt on. I appreciate you talking with me. We don't want to go ahead and, uh, I mean, I mean, I could keep drinking beer and talking forever, but at this point, there's probably nobody paying attention, so there's absolutely no point. Yeah, probably so. On. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, are your two fans and my one, maybe. Yeah. My two are like eight years old and like probably 60 years old, so. So that's like four? Yeah. So there's two eight-year-olds and two six-year-olds? Probably, something like that. Yeah. I hope they're not together because that would be... Mm. That'd be pretty weird. It'd be it, really weird. It, it, I mean, they are your Sandusky. fans. Sandusky. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> is, that, is that still too fresh? Is that... No, I don't think so. Not I've been saying this since it happened. <laughs> Absolutely not, man. I Sandusky yeah. crap out of that weekend. 
Yeah. Oh, now I got a new one that's scary and probably very inappropriate. Oh well. Yep, it happens. Well, I appreciate it, man. Is there? Uh, give me all your little, uh, all your little social crap out there, so people can find you and hassle you on the internet and make fun of you for being. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I like getting like people making fun of me on Twitter. You know, at Jared Bolton. Uh, on Instagram at Jared Bolton hmm. and, and Facebook, just you can just type in um, Jared Bolton and you'll, you'll find me. Or you can just go to sensing a pattern. <laughs> or you could just go to JaredBolton.com. So I, I keep it pretty simple for everybody. Damn you! Yeah, mine are all over the place. It's kind of ridiculous. I was just gonna make one that just was something like Captain Awesome or Shenanigans or something. Yep. See, I got purveyor of awesome. So. Oh yeah, that's true. None for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good thing is, is that we have supporters, and one of those supporters is Fly Racing. You can't see me right now, but I'm extremely excited about this. Fly Racing does a very good job of supporting a lot of people in the off-road and motor uh, motocross community. They do a lot in the ATV, UTV, and as well as snowmobiles. I mean, they are all over the place. It's very, very cool of how much they like to get in and really kind of. You know, be grassroots about, about the way that they support their people. And we very, very much appreciate it. We would like it if you would go check it out, flyracing.com. Please go support them. I just got to see some of the new 2013 Hyperlite gear. I got to touch it. I got to feel it. I got to lick on it. Ooh. It is fantastic. And everybody should go get some. Andrew Short and Trey Kennard look fantastic in it. You might not look that good, but you'll look good enough to think you'll that look you look better than you did before. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll make you it'll make you go faster actually. Yeah. That's what I said about having you on the show. I would actually feel like I went faster if you were on the show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely going to go faster now. Yeah. Boom sickles. Well, the good thing yeah. is is that not only is Jared Bolton on the internet, but Seat Time is as well. We're on Facebook, which would be facebook.com/seattime. Are you on the Twitter? Please tweet us ever so hard on the internet. It is Seat Time underscore CO and as well. Uh, I know there's another one. And I don't remember what it is. I think we're on YouTube. I don't know. What's YouTube? I don't know what that is. Uh, that's where you can find all these fun little episodes. Oh, yeah. Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. Netflix? Yeah. Netflix. Oh, dude. Really I'll, I'll watch, watch the shit out of some Netflix. Hell, yeah, dude. What have we been watching yeah. lately? I don't remember. I watched, like, the entire series of the Trailer Park Boys. That was a good one. Trailer Park Boys? Yeah, I highly recommend it. Yeah? Well, it's, you, it's good. What is the gigolo thing? The, the juggalos? Oh. Park and it made me think of the juggalos. The, like that. The same yeah. clown posse or whatever. Their little Yeah. Family. That shit was in Virginia, dude. Or like West Virginia or whatever. Yeah, that's that's like scary close to me considering I drive through those places. Yes. Like. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. If you guys haven't seen it, search Juggalos and Vimeo and watch that like 30 yeah. minute long documentary. You blow your mind. Yeah. Like I said, Trailer Park Boys, even though it's Canadian, you know, it's mm -hmm. worth checking out. That's okay. You're a soulless ginger, so why, aren't, yeah. why wouldn't you say something like that? Right? Yeah, exactly. So what shirt <laughs> are you wearing right now? I got my Moda Tassinari shirt on. I'm going to say thanks to them for that. What are you wearing? That's, uh, it's actually Alpine Stars. Ooh. I went for something. Classy kind of, or yeah, whatever like, it is. I'm professional. I'm in the moto industry, but I'm still not just gonna wear some big old logo across my chest. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've got like ten fly shirts I could have done that with that I should have done that with actually, but I was already wearing this. That's okay. I didn't change either. 
Yeah. I just We're like wearing this wearing all day. This. It's a good shirt, yeah. guys. Uh, it's t- actually got it's actually got dirt on it from washing the bike earlier. So. Well, that's okay. At least you washed it. I still haven't done that yeah. yet. Yeah, I washed. Well, I had to wash it so I could give it back. Right, because it was borrowed. Tears. Yeah, tears, tears. I wanted to keep it, but that's so oh well. One day. All right, Jared Bolton. We appreciate the fact that you have been on Sea Time. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to do this more and talk about random shit and see if we can work yeah. the video crap out, get stuff together. You think be okay with that? I would be so down for it. Love it. All right. Don't yeah. go anywhere. We're going to talk a little bit more after I close this up. But remember, folks, seattime.co is the website. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. We love you. And you guys have a good night. Peace. America. 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 Hi. How you doing? Mm, dirty son of a bitch. <laughs>